they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's Ez back. Uh, with the QB draw, I know it's been a while, but uh, I got Rob with me today. Uh, Aaron's out of action. Aaron slash John is uh, out of action, but uh, I'm sure he'll be back soon. You know, uh, the spring is over. We're uh, It's starting to get into the time where football season isn't exactly close, but it's starting to crest around the horizon. So uh, I, there's been some Ohio State-Michigan arguments o- online this week. It's starting to feel feel real again. Rob, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I, I'm great. Um, you know, uh, NBA playoffs, it's sort of, you know, baseball and not much else right now in terms of Fog sports. Day. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, so a lot of time to think about uh, the Bucks and if they can get it done this year. And I guess that means national championship or bust. But it's really that's really all there is at a program like Ohio State when you haven't won one in uh, 10 years, but uh, also got to get back to sort of the meat and potatoes of beating Michigan and winning the big 10, which uh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm uh maybe I'm like going to fall on my face again. Maybe this is just never your thing, but I don't see how they don't do it this year. Like the talent, like JJ McCarthy isn't good, man. <laughs> I don't know if we want to just dive right into all that, but cause we, we do have some structure, but I, I just yeah. don't see it on the whole with this Michigan team as like a real contender. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how Harbaugh is going to respond because even with beating Ohio State in 2021, Vegas still backed Ohio State going into the game. You know, everybody was still saying Ohio State's going to get this at home, whatever. And then uh, I want to see how Harbaugh does. I mean, these are real expectations this year. These are legitimate, bona fide. Like people are just people are writing off Ohio State before the season even starts. Like this is Michigan as the clear cut favorite in the Big Ten, outright, standing alone. And I'm very curious to see how Harbaugh and company respond to that. Yeah, it like, I, I just, I don't, I don't think they're a bad team by any, by like in any universe, obviously, like that's probably, that's probably clear. But I just, I don't see the upside in terms of like, it, it really comes down to JJ McCarthy for me. I like if I'm yeah. wrong, I'll if I'm wrong, I'll wear it. But to me, like any ceiling as a true national title contender that Michigan has would have to come from their quarterback. Uh, like which because that's something they just haven't yeah, had we, in forever. We watched them churn. They churned us up two years in a row. I'm never going to deny that their offensive line's a meat grinder. Their coach is great. They churn out guys. They play like they play really well with chemistry. They don't seem to like have guys that do their own thing. They kind of play well as a unit. They, I mean, I don't even know. I think the center got drafted. I don't know who else got drafted on that team. I know the most of their interior guards are back, I think, but I, and they might have, I, I didn't really think about Michigan's line before this pod, but I know, but that's the way they play, but we know that. And then they've gone to the playoffs and the quarterback ceiling has capped them I mean, JJ, I mean, he was god awful versus TCU and McNamara was terrible versus Georgia. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's what they're, that's the problem. There's the problem. Right. Like that, that's their, like, th- this obviously been like, it's so, it's so annoying as an Ohio State fan because, like, I, we watch with our, like, 
Like we all said all year, JJ McCarthy sucks. And it came to the game and he, he really wasn't very good. It's just Ohio State did not defend their receivers on a few plays. So his stat I mean, line, like I, I think he completed like 50% I mean, of their pass of his passes, right? Like yeah, it was, he, he had the, the uh, Cornelius Johnson first play Cam Brown completely butchered his, 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 his fundamentals. He attacked the wrong side. He was late. He was behind him. So, and then he blew by everybody else. For some reason, Sawyer was in coverage and then, um, and he didn't get there. He was at Jack and he didn't get there. So he was out of position. Then the other one, he uh, routed up. I mean, I don't know. Cam Martinez looked like he just got done. Uh, just put on pads for the first time in his entire life on that one route. There's two. The Colson Loveland play. They they run. They ran like a uh, kind of like a. They kind of ran their vertical routes into each other, and Ransom just didn't take Loveland. He just went right by him, and then that was it. That's like two hundred. That's like two hundred yards in three plays. Yeah, like you you have to give him some credit for. For sticking it for sticking in there and making the reads, but like they're not impressive throws in any sense of in any sense of the imagination. And we saw against TCU, like he's very turnover prone. He's like he's like a he's like one of these guys. He's he remind he to me he's like Anthony Richardson, but without like the crazy outlier like athleticism. Like he's a guy who's calling card is supposed to be like his arm strength and athleticism and like the cell is that the the precision and refinement will come later but i think that the base of the arm talent and the athleticism is just sort of okay in the first place and that's why i i just i don't really buy it like like you like i you see like you're gonna of course you're gonna see like the todd mcshays and the npc like uh draft uh projections have him going in the first round because you know yeah he I mean, and, and it's because he's a michigan quarterback with actual you know recruiting prowess and, and a nice chip background even though shea patterson wasn't yeah went to the cfl or whatever the fuck right right and that's why like i don't i haven't seen any of like these sharp draft people i follow follow been like yeah shea Patterson like like this guy is going to get this guy's going to get put on first round mocks because of his because of his name, recruiting pedigree, and where he goes to school, and, and the fact and that he the went twelve and zero, yeah, they yeah, did, yeah, they they were they had a great season, and... but it's it doesn't reflect like the reality of how the NFL looks at quarterbacks, and the reality of in how the reality like... of, of in the reality of Harbaugh's offense, he doesn't do anything that really he does things that help their quarterback the quarterback play, but it all centers around the run game, and, and every time it sent it seemed like even that TCU game, I mean, they were getting dominated pretty well and then they clawed back late i think tcu let off the gas i mean there was just nothing he did that helped (laughs) yeah no i like he's just he's like not a he doesn't not very impressive like i don't think there's anything he does that's like above an at like a pretty good college quarterback and that's okay. That's going to win you a lot of games. It's going to beat Ohio State for you in a lot of years uh, if if Ryan Day is on the other side. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's not like it's not a true like program changing quarterback that I think Michigan fans like really like. I get so confused with Michigan fans because like they have so many ways to make fun of Ohio State, but like they always go to but like for some reason this offseason they're obsessed with like our quarterback is better. It's like. Is he? Like, so, like, like what? Like, he, what? How do you know? I mean, 
I mean, Ryan Day, I'll never, I'll never, you know, knock his QB evaluation. He picked him. They were in the same class. He picked McCord over McCarthy. Correct? Yeah, like he did. Like, I would be legitimately surprised if JJ McCarthy has a better year than Kyle McCord. Like, and like Michigan fans are acting like it's crazy to say that, like, uh, McCord, McCord's better. Like, why would we assume otherwise until we see it? Like, I, yeah, I mean, especially me and you and, and you know, guys in our circle, we're very blunt about Ohio State. We don't like have fairy tales. Yeah. But when we see JJ McCarthy, I mean, it, it it's not us being hater fans. It's just us being like, what do you see in this kid? I mean, if he takes a leap, then we'll we'll have to wait and see. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll wear it. Don't... I'm happy to wear it if if he's yeah, like a high school contender. But yeah, who cares? Like no one's paying me for for my takes. But right. I, it, but it's like until I like I just don't see him like he he he's a classic guy who aims the football. Like he he just doesn't come across to me as a very like precise dialed in quarterback and until he shows it like why would I believe in him as some like uh you know uh Trevor Lawrence. People aren't saying he's Trevor Lawrence, but you could get what I mean, a guy who comes yeah, in and and, a big and like prospect, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's really all I have on. That's been sort of the topic of the week. Um, I, yeah, we'll I, just go. We'll, we'll go short on the Michigan stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, for once. Yeah, uh, but do we want to get into uh, sort of the way we've structured this episode? Is we both have three things we want to see improve next year. Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, my first thing is uh, the I want to see a, a more rotations just in general. I think a problem with the teams, even in the twenty nineteen season guys went into that Clemson game with with you know cuts and bruises and bangs and I feel like uh, you know uh, you shouldn't have a linebacker core that plays 99% of the snaps I just don't think that's fair to Chambers and then or to um, Eichenberg because you're relying on them so much and then what happened at the end of last year Eichenberg had two broken hands Chambers got hurt I think Dude, against- I forgot about that that was yeah, two broken. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just they limp into the Michigan game these days. And mm-hmm. e- even in a year where we whooped them in 2019, you know, Fields' knee, I think, was bugging him before that game. Dobbins, before, Dobbins was like banged Dobbins, up. Yeah. Dobbins was a little banged up. There was a couple guys on defense that seemed to be, you know, licking wounds. And, you know, it happens. And I'm, but I'm sick of that excuse like, oh, injuries happen. So, no. You need to expand your rotations on defense, especially the line was fine. They rotated guys. We'll get to the defensive line. That's one of my other points, but it's mostly linebacker. And then even at receiver, I think Heartline, especially with how young and and good these guys uh, on the bench are now and Innis and Tate and guys I'm probably forgetting. And uh, you, you should have, a, and, and I'm not saying <laughs> Against Penn State, you should have a seven-man receiver rotation. But against Youngstown State, I better see Tayden in the second quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, it, I I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. Like, this is something that we'll see play out. Maybe some of the short receiver rotation last year was they just uh, – the what was it? The 2022 20, class uh, was just a dud class. Like, that. Yeah. I, like there, there's been some sort of talk about well, that. We had and, two guys leave already. Right, right. And there was a lot of talk that the 2023 guys were going to come in and pass them up. Um, and they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did, it, it's, it appears. So maybe, maybe the short receiver rotation was just a function of them not trusting anyone. Uh, but I, I definitely agree. Like, it's just a program health thing. Like, even if you go back to, like, 
Quinn Ewers. Like, I don't think anything was going to keep Ewers there uh, after the uh, after the 2021 season. But the fact that you couldn't get him a a pass attempt that entire year, like, well, you could say that about McCord too. I mean, he's been in Ohio State two years now, and what does he have? Forty pass attempts. Yeah, like the one the one start against Akron because like CJ got like. That was uh, when they phantoms. they should have benched him versus Tulsa that year, but that's a different discussion. Right? But yeah, <laughs> no, because of that. I mean, I remember during that was side note. I remember during that game watching him in warmups, and his shoulder was like hanging. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, why is he playing? You're setting him up for failure. You're that's... setting him up to be ridiculed, and they did. And yeah. then they finally sat him, and then it worked. And then he was, he was great yeah, the rest he... of the year. Yeah, no, that was a that was a strange sequence. But yeah, it's like you you got to find snaps for these guys because otherwise, like it's twofold. One, it's going to develop them, and two, like you don't know what you have. I know, like it's dr- driven us crazy for like the past ten years, but like like uh, about how much these guys like go off of practice performance, and you have to do that uh, to su- to some extent. But you especially have to do it if you never see like. Uh, anyone but the starters playing games because you just don't know what you have um so they they just had like it, they have to see more out of out of the uh twos and threes on the depth chart this year i think uh my first thing like pretty closely ties into yours and that's like you gotta put you gotta put games away earlier when you can um and, and make it make it garbage time as soon as you can because there were a lot of games last year where Ohio State went up, especially against like so-so teams or bad teams, and you thought like, okay, we're gonna roll to this one, and then you, they they didn't exactly let the other back team back into the game, but they let them hang around enough to where like uh you couldn't you couldn't empty the benches and see what you had, and I think in uh 2023 you just have to like for multiple reasons one like it's hard to live week to week as a national championship contender. If you're playing fourth quarter games the entire year. Um, and two, you know, like we were talking about uh, because you, you just want to see what you have. Like I can go through the list, uh, you know, Maryland, that game, uh, Penn state, that one, like they hung around record records, like didn't exactly hang around, but they, they made it like, they made it somewhat sort of hard to, Competitive. Empty. yeah. Very, Michigan State, Michigan State, even Michigan State, like, like they they scored some early, like Wisconsin, they they destroyed, but uh, yeah, like there just weren't enough bench emptier games last year, in my opinion. That might seem like a weird critique, but but it, I think it legitimately impacts like how how the team plays down the stretch. Why do you think SEC teams, and as much as I hate it, like it, it's smart. Like why do you why do you think they play their eleventh game of the year against like uh against like northern idaho tech like because because it, it's a two it's a great opportunity for a tune-up game before your rivalry week before uh conference championships and before the playoffs and like oh look ohio state's not going to schedule uh you know an fcs team in week 12 but if they can but if they have Mich- i don't know who we have in week 12 this year but if they can beat the yeah. bricks off michigan's michigan state uh it, it can sort of serve that same function yeah, uh, just to add a little bit before we go on to our, both our second points. Yeah, and uh, a lot of things with Ohio State last year was uh, they were kind of inconsistent quarter to quarter. You know, mm-hmm. a quarter against Penn State, they they looked, you know, great, and then they looked god-awful, and they couldn't move the ball. And this goes for the offense, too. It's not just the defense. And then uh, a game against Maryland, it was just – 
what team is going to show up drive to drive? Uh, the Indiana game had some weird moments in it too, where they gave up some bombs and it wasn't as, you know, you, people look at the final scores and think we're insane, but it's, it's not about the final score. It's about the entire flow. Of the, it's about the flow of the game. And that's right. a problem with gay sometimes is the flow of the game kind of escapes him. Like even the Michigan game, they had, they had they, them the in a great been, position. The game should have been, it, it should have been over at halftime. Um, and, and maybe not might. over. That's not give, Maybe that's not giving Michigan enough but, credit. Oh, we but Urban, been... like when, when you think about it, what would Urban do? How did Urban play these teams in the way they played them? In the way Ohio State jumped out on them, you would have thought that they would have just done a better job with the home crowd behind them. But then, like, that goes into, like, the nervousness thing with that game. Even the fucking crowd felt like they were, on, they were sitting on uh, spikes the entire game. Like, there was just an uneasiness in the stadium, and I think it all fed to Ryan Day. And, and the uneasiness he kind of had quarter to quarter the whole year, and that was his problem. And Hopefully he learned from it and we can get some consistency uh, quarter to quarter because there were just some odd, uh, probably the weirdest coaching season since we had Beck and Werner at OC really to me. Uh, yeah. It like, I, I definitely think it was a case of too many cooks, like, like, and specifically the, the, I don't, the, uh, the one too many would be Kevin Wilson. I just think his like his time at Ohio State mm-hmm. run its course. I like I don't I didn't see the value add at the end of his tenure. Um, but no, I I like they just need to put teams away, empty the benches, see what you have in some of the younger guys, and just have a more like a less like I don't like the last month of the season. Even though they were playing teams that you knew they were going to beat, like the last month of the season leading up to the Michigan game was pretty like stressful. It was pretty. It, it was pretty well, like. Remember the point? It was a post Iowa game, the bye week. Mm-hmm. Their their offense just lost a ton of steam. And you, you, you when you say that, you go how you have Stroud, uh, Harrison, you know, Ibuka. You have you still have, but that kind of that'll go into one of your points. I'm not going to ruin it mm-hmm. with with the running backs, but we'll just leave it at that with that point, and then we'll. we'll I just think. It, it, it kind of it, people will just go. They go right to Knowles and his mistakes, and it wasn't just him. Yeah, like no, I definitely think Knowles got uh, too aggressive at times, but uh, like, and made some some baffling calls against Michigan UGA. But also, you can't like you can't not fall over for guys. You know, like there's only so much mm-hmm. you can do as as a defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on this one. What what's uh what's your next point? My second point is I need to see more from our special teams. And uh, uh, I think uh, Mirko needs to have a much, much better year. I'm going to go a little bit with special teams. I feel like, and this kind of goes to like back before Ryan or right around Ryan Day got, became head coach. I want to see more, I don't know, game breaking ability from our special teams. I mean, what uh, we rarely have the big return. We rarely have the, the f- force fumble on kickoff. We had a couple of our kickoff coverage was pretty good last year, but other than that, I mean, I, I just, I, well, and we don't, it, it goes to Parker Fleming. I mean, for fuck's sake, what does he even do? Right. Uh, yeah. I, obviously the Fleming, uh, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> this podcast and pretty much every we're very clear on our position on Fleming. I mean, like, and he got it, a raise. He got a raise. It's ridiculous. Like, like Fleming. We we don't need to get too much into it because everyone knows. But one, 
it's crazy in this day and age to waste a full-time coach on uh on a on a special teams coordinator especially when james lordinitis is right there he doesn't recruit he doesn't recruit and the special and the special teams is bad like so yeah yeah, my my biggest point was with merkel i mean i as you as you listen ohio state fans i want you to think visualize in any big game, Georgia, Michigan, I'll say Penn State, and even Notre Dame, did he hit a punt in any of those games? And it's hard to put that on a, okay, he's just a punter. You know, he's just a punter, but, but it's an efficient, you have it's to a, nail yeah. those punts. You have to make you have to make those moments instead of them getting the ball at the 38 they get the ball at the 17 that makes a difference i mean it's, alabama single-handedly fought back in the sugar bowl way back when because I, of their I, I, yeah because of their punt like it just it just matters and god i can't believe that game's almost 10 years old now but uh, i know <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah uh that aside like it like it, it's like the classic ryan day problem of like you feel like he's not focused enough on the little details and and i think there's little details like punting, uh, like you said, just they, they just have to be better this year because it might not seem like a lot in the moment, but on the aggregate, when when it all tallies up at the end of the year, you're like, oh, dang, that okay, probably made yeah, a big difference. I mean, I'll say yeah. two, two moments right here. The Michigan game, Harbaugh was like, we were fucked, basically. They had us dead to rights with that fake punt call, and our long snapper wasn't on the same page as, I, as I, I don't get I don't get I don't get how that's not an instantly fireable offense for Parker Fleming. Like that's I don't, a, that's a fireable offense because he, um, that was inexcusable. And then Georgia got the timeout. Everyone goes, Oh my God, they, they gifted Kirby smart that timeout, but we weren't, weren't we in a penalty situation if the snap went off? And yeah. Yeah. Game? Yeah. Like, like we were going to get 12 men on like both of those, both of Two those the biggest gone. moments you were trying to make those calls on special teams and your team wasn't on the same page. Yeah, it's like I don't get how that like that is not a I don't get how that's not a direct connection and firing for Parker Fl- like you like the, your job is very myopic as the special teams coordinator and these two very specific instances cost you the two biggest or led to you losing the contributed to you losing the two biggest games of the season. Like I you don't recruit. I don't get how like in any like scenario that is not like an instant firing in the off season, but I, what do I know? You know, like, all right, we can go on to your second point. Yeah. My second point is I, I just want to see more consistency and more good carries it, it, from the running backs. And, and like the analogy, like it's like, it's like having a good, like at bat, like, like you can't just like, like the, the amount of times like a running back, uh, Henderson or otherwise would just run into the ass of an offensive lineman like last year. Like it was like, I, I don't think I've, I think that has to be the high I've ever seen in a year in all the years I've been watching Ohio state football. Like the amount of times they just ran right into the back of someone on their own team and got stopped for a yard or no yards. It's like, it's like yeah. what I'm doing. It's like, and like these guys have the talent, like there's four guys, uh, Henderson, uh, Mayan, Pryor, and who am I forgetting? Uh, we have Chip and we Chip, have Dallas Chip, Hayden. Chip, yeah, five guys. Shit, Dude, like there's five guys in that room with a lot of talent, and uh, how, getting them all carries is another question. But those things tend to work themselves out, um, I guess. Uh, well, but... and, uh, to your point, uh, bringing up Hayden 
as a guy, he, he showed did that. more he, balance yes. and, and vision in that Maryland game than Hendr- And you know, it could have been because of Henderson's foot. You know, when your when your foot's nagging you, and you have the was that plantar fasciitis, I think. Yeah, it sounds nasty. I feel like that's like I don't know how he wasn't like getting surgery. Just like, sat like, down, yeah, I, yeah, maybe. I, I, I mean, yeah. that's another that's another discussion about our medical staff. We can we can spend a whole pod talking about that <laughs> crap. Yeah, but and, and we'll Mick, go. We'll just stick but, with uh, the meat and potatoes of the running back room. But you're right. But there were games where you know, especially. Uh, Chop would look like unsure. That could be chemistry issues with the line. That could be a new line coach. You know, maybe guys aren't where they were the year before. I don't know. But there were moments where it looked like a cutback was there and they didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, like all the t- like it's sort of the it, it's sort of the Stroud thing. Like you see like open grass and you're like, dude, just run into the fucking open grass. Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's like. And these guys, it's why Hayden was so effective in his limited roles. Like, he is not as athletic as Travion Henderson. He's not as, like, big and bruising as Mayan Williams. But he just took what the defense gave to him and what his line gave him gave to him. And on this team, like, especially with the passing attack that we have, like, that is going to get you a long way. It's going to get you what you need in the running game. So if you can have a guy with so much talent and hopefully healthy uh, Travion Henderson just take the simple plays it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends like uh playing off the passing attack um and you just need to see it from a week to week uh carry to carry basis in a way we, i don't think we saw last year very much all right we want to go to my yeah yeah unless you have anything to add on on oh uh, no we're good okay. i think we're good there um my third point is just depth on the d line i think will be much much better this year mm-hmm. you know i don't you had a lot of guys I felt last year. Friday got weird reps at the end of the year. I mean, just a guy who hadn't been on the field at all was all of a sudden being rotated in against, you know, in November and late October. You had Gene Baptiste, who was, you know, a very average rotational player. You had um, uh, Cage at D tackle. You had Vincent at D tackle. You had a bunch of guys who, and those are two starters, but the reason. When the you know Michael Hall Jr. and uh, I think maybe Ty Hamilton was pen- is penciled in as the starter right now, at least according to Eleven Warriors. But I think Ty Leak will get the majority of the snaps. So you have those two guys, and then you have you know Kate McDonald, Tywin Malone, Hero Canoe. I think that's a really good interior defensive line room. And then on the outside, you have Curry, Kenyatta Jackson, and um uh, Mitchell Melton, who was being raved about last year, and then. Uh, had a season-ending injury before the, uh, I think, in summer camp last year. So yeah. that was depth gone. And those guys might have been too young back then. So now you have these younger blue-chip guys, and they're ready to go. I mean, Kenyatta Jackson looked unblockable in the spring game. Yeah, he, he seems like a special athlete. Um, And, yeah, you just hope, like, uh, side note, on for all the guys that we add, uh, wait to, in my opinion, unnecessarily. Like for uh, Javante Jean Baptiste to spend like his all four of his years as like a total twig just does not add up. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, with uh, I obviously Kane Curry uh, uh, was really impressive last year. Everyone's excited about him. Uh, Jackson, to uh, I think like, and I'll get into this uh, with my uh, final point, but like. Uh, you you want to see a little bit more uh star star uh moments uh 
I don't want to put JT, JTT and uh, Sawyer in the same category because JTT was was better. But if he yeah. can, like, he he obviously doesn't need to have a Penn State game every week. But if he can be a little bit more consistently, uh, like that star level edge, that will pay dividends. And then Sawyer just needs to, just I, it, it, it seems like he was playing out of position last year, trying to do. Well, yeah, they had him in the jack roll, which was very strange. He thought, just he just you, needs to be a pass rusher. Yeah. and then you didn't cut weight on him. Right. It it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. Hopefully, as a more pure pass rusher this year, he he can flash a little bit more and and be who he was recruited to be. Um, oh, and, and then, another yeah. guy, another guy in the jack hole that we didn't even mention about the linebacker or the, about the rotations is you know you have Gabe Powers who might play the jack hole, and then you have um, uh, what why am I drawing a blank on his name? <laughs> uh, guy Hicks. Was, Hicks, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been talking. I don't know why. I wanted to say C.J. Davis. No, C.J. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, I just, you know, you have a brain fart every now and again. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Hicks, these these are guys who, they're versatile, they're big, they're fast, they're strong. Uh, powers look good in the spring game, too. I mean, he was rotating in just a regular linebacker. But I think he could play the jack if you want to use it. I know, I know Knowles mentioned that he wants to use it less. So, maybe – Maybe just for those two young guys, Mitchell Melton, maybe those specific body types will play that role better, and you'll just have Sawyer as a down defensive lineman, which would be great. Yeah, no. I, so I, I think the depth just across the board, because these young guys are just they, another year in the system, another year getting better. I think the the depth is as good as it's – I think it's as good as it's ever been in the interior of the defensive line. I mean, I think – uh, Cade McDonald is going to be really, I mean, just he a seems like a eater, freak. Yeah, a space eater that we haven't seen. I think Canoe's a good player. Uh, then Tywin Malone, I mean, uh, dual sport athlete, loved baseball. You know, you like that's an urban guy. Yeah, well, we, and a guy, and a guy we wanted uh, out of high school, but didn't want to let I didn't want to let strong, but you know, like we just really don't have any two sport athletes. And it, I mean, it's Ohio mm-hmm. State football, it makes sense. But a guy that probably would have come to Ohio State if he didn't want to, if he wasn't going to play baseball coming out of high school. Uh, and, and so a guy we've had eyes on for a long time who I'm excited to see that kind of kind of sneaky get um, in the uh, in sort of the later stages of the, of the transfer window um, and someone who likes flew under the radar in comparison to like Davison uh, Igbenosin. Uh, so I, I, I'm really excited to see him and, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's it with the, with the depth along the front seven on okay. the final point. Yeah. My final point is I just want to see, uh, I just want to see guys on the D line get home more. Uh, it, it sounds simple and like, obviously, obviously, uh, you want to have more sacks, but it, since Chase Young left, like it really has been lacking, I think, um, in the overall production of the team uh if you're jim Knowles and you're a guy whose defense is predicated on okay we might give up a few bombs here or there but we're gonna create havoc to make up for it and uh you're not gonna sustain any drives on us because uh because we're in your backfield and we're breaking up passes and we're intercepting uh then you actually have to do those things like uh you can't give up you have to pick one the problem in the big two in the UGA game and the Michigan game was they both gave up one play uh, drives on bombs where no one was around the receivers. And I don't care how aggressive you are. The, the plays where the plays where no one is in the zip code of the receiver, those just can't happen. Um, but you you can't even, have... I, might even, I might even sidebar another point that I just went, once you brought that up, I just thought of is 
our secondary had no nose for the football last year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was but, almost like they were scared to find the football. No, I, 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 yeah, it was it was tough to watch at times. But you can't give up both those bombs and long sustained drives. Like you have, it, yeah, and it, it's obviously not as one. like it's not as simple as us saying that. But if your entire philosophy is that you aren't going to give up those sustained drives, then you actually need to create the havoc plays that prevent them. And like for as talented as the D line is, and I'm and as many pressures as PFF will tell you we create, which you know we saw they definitely created pressure. But you just have to get home more, and you can't you can't plan for fumbles. Obviously, fumbles are maybe the most random stat in football, but putting yourself in position to create strip sack fumbles, I think that is a little bit more uh, coach coachable. Uh, than than just attack a random arm, fumble, attack the hands, things right. like that. Um, right, you right. Know, rip, tear, uh, poke the ball out. I mean, where where was that from? Any, I mean, for an Ohio State team, we really didn't force that many turnovers, except for the Iowa game, and they're the worst offense in the history of the NCAA. Right, right. Like outside of yeah, that in Tui Malau and the Penn State game, just not a whole lot of havoc, and and I think that's right. I think the most planable or coachable or however you want to say it uh way to do that is to get more sacks and and i don't i like i don't care how many times uh they say well teams fear us so they get the ball out quick then how do other teams get sacks right like uh, okay if they're gonna get the ball quick then tell your dbs to start jumping around right right exactly if they're so scared of your d-line that that they they're just they're, they're flinging the football out of there as quick as they can then you, you got to pick off more balls uh either way no matter how it comes i think if you're going to play the style of play that Knowles wants to then you just ha- have to uh you you got to make things more uh you got to make some more disaster plays for the offense um yeah that's all and, we heard about was havoc and and blah 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 and all that right. stuff. granted i think Knowles. Had a good... He's definitely a better coach than anyone. Like, I don't want to be sound too down on Knowles. No, because, no, no, no. Because if he, yeah, if I mean, you the, listen to him, he took the unit he took over was the linebackers, and they were great last year. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you listen to him talk, and maybe I'm putting too much stock into words, but if you listen to him talk compared to someone like, I think Ryan made this compared to someone like Mick Marotti, who's just like, hey, don't don't if it ain't broke don't fix it towards Knowles who's like yeah I've lost sleep over those plays like right yeah it's just like a different type of guy that we've really needed I think um and it it didn't help that last year you know in the corner we had nobody in our secondary who declared get drafted right yeah like like it was not a good thing (laughs) it's not like it's not like Halfley coming in with like Akuda uh Sheffield and uh who am I blanking on? Wade. Like, like he, he was not and, walking uh, into a situation. Well, and Fuller. And your... Fuller. Oh, not and, Sheffield. And, uh, Arnett. Uh, Arnett. You're, you're right. Yeah. Arnett. Arnett. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, Arnett, Fuller, Wade, and Okuda. Like, he was not walking into that room in the secondary. I still think he made some mistakes. He'll obviously be the first to say that. But, uh, I, like, it's not I, – I, I'm pretty fairly confident he'll field a good unit this year. Um, and, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of – that's all I got on that. Uh, do we want to talk about the uh, Gene Smith comments for a little bit? Because they were pretty, uh, they, yeah. they, they ticked I'll, us off. I'll start that off because it's just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know jack shit about John Cooper. The only thing I knew about the Cooper era is I have an old Rose Bowl sweatshirt, an old Rose Bowl hat. That's it. That's all I knew of the Cooper era. And to hear our AD who is 
the de facto leader of our. Do you want, I have the full program. quote right here. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, you can. Yeah, go ahead and okay. read it. And I, I was, who haven't heard about it, or because I think it kind of flew under the radar for him to say yeah. something like this. I feel like Ohio State fans would be like pitchforks and torches outside yeah. the Woody. I didn't see it until like the day after, and then when I saw it, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Because like, yeah, I know. It, it, I, it, I think he said it the same interview process when he was talking about, "Oh, I don't want to replace the turf because we have concerts now." Right. But that was dumb too. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just. Just not. Not a great. Uh, also, uh, plugging someone who doesn't know us, but I don't mind because it's one of the uh, great uh, right like. Uh, Ramsey of Eleven Warriors just published a piece on it, which is where I have the quote up from. But like, oh, cool! It, 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 is, it is funny that that he did it oh, on yeah, an War- he, he, he did sure it on he an, an Eleven Warriors pod, and and like Ramsey is doing a dissertation on why this quote sucks. Two days later, <laughs> that that uh, that that because <laughs> well, uh, he wrote that great bit. article after the Michigan game, right? Yeah, he, he, he always has, it all he always, yeah. yeah, he always has a great piece. Uh, I, and I, they just, he wrote that and the things he the points he made in that Michigan article. Gene just did the like the worst thing that you right. could have done. Well, you'd say the quote, so whoever hasn't heard it and actually listens, <laughs> yeah, uh, want to hear it. Why, like, if you haven't heard this, this might piss you off a little bit. Uh, we were ba- this is it. Uh, we were basically one point away from being in the national championship game, and I think had we got the that two points we need to convert and ultimately played TCU, I feel confident we would have performed well and won a national champ- championship. I'm not so sure about all this chatter. It's so funny. Everybody's so focused on just one game. I mean, Gene, it's called the game. Yeah. Did you forget. <laughs> right. Paging, I mean, paging Gene. I knew that when I was uh, uh, nine years old, watching my my friends and family uh, <laughs> scream and claw their eyes out during the Michigan game. Yeah. Like, I understand what it means to people. I understand what it means to the states. And, and the people who are just enveloped in Ohio State football, it's, I mean, this might sound insane. I mean, I, there are times where I would say maybe if you caught me in a different mood, I would say that I would trade maybe a loss to Michigan to beat Georgia and win a national championship because then you can say, hi, you beat us or you beat us. You still couldn't win a national championship and we did, but still that's not how we are as Ohio State fans. It's pure anger and animosity it's 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 what rivalries are. It's a state border rivalry. Right. I mean, they they fired shots over. Yeah. Toledo. <laughs> I mean, they did. And, I know, you know. I yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, what stuck out to me about like this quote is like, even if you put aside all of that, which is dumb to put aside, like you shouldn't put aside uh, in most contexts, but just as like a thought experiment, even if you put aside all of the tradition, all of like how much this means to people in Ohio, who were born in Ohio, who went to Ohio State. I mean, it really, and like, like if you, it's really like the culture of like the capital. So like, like I love those posts every, every year where it's like, if you go to Kroger during the game, no one's there. Like it really is like a, yeah. it, it's like a religion of some, in some, like, even if you put all of that aside, it's no, still I mean, such it's a, nuts. I mean, I went out, I would, I left work cause I, I worked during the game like yeah. three years in a row. It just fell cause of the Saturday I was driving home you know, at halftime and trying to beat and watch the rest of the game in 2021, you know, I pull on a main road and there's nobody on the road. Yeah. Yeah. It It's like it like even if you ignore all of that, like how much it means to people, which obviously you shouldn't ignore. It's still a dumb quote because they got into the playoff on dumb luck. Like, yeah. Right. Like I mean, there's Caleb, 
I mean, I'm not trying to say anything, but Caleb uh, and, and bash Utah because I thought Utah was a really good team last year and, you know, Cam Rising played his ass off. But if Caleb Williams doesn't get fucked up in that game, USC wins. They were torching that. Yeah, yeah, no, like, like you got in on dumb luck. And, and you got got in, in, in like the luck that Utah had lost earlier in the year twice as well. Like, like they, yeah, like, and you can say like, oh, uh, oh, it's gonna change with the expanded playoff. First of all, that's bad process. Like, obviously, that's bad process. S- second of all, you're gonna have to play them in the Big Ten title game the next week because, because yeah. c- c- there's no divisions, and then you might have to play them in the playoff. So guess what? You're gonna have to beat Michigan, even if you don't care about the rivalry or the tradition or how much people care about it, which you should very much care about. But even if you don't, it still matters a whole hell of a lot for winning national championships. And like, there's no way around that. You can't be like, oh, well, Michigan is the program that cares about this silly little rivalry, but we're gonna win national championships. I mean, that's what they like, said for for, for right. twenty years, and we laughed at them. Right. It like we like I don't like how are how is the memory that short that like leading up to like. Like that, we had totally dominated them for two decades leading up to the 2021 game, and like every everyone who follows Ohio State football at all would tell you, oh, Michigan, they they don't care about the rivalry, but we do, and that's why we kick their ass. And now you have like the literal athletic director coming out and be like, hey guys, it's just one game. Like it doesn't make like I like. And here's another and here's another thing, another crack in the. On what grounds does a player ever declare before the game? Right, like, uh, and that's not Ronnie Hickman's fault. Ronnie Hickman's just a college. He was just a kid in college, kid, but twenty three or whatever, kid in college. You have, you have. That's the that's. He's just a college football player. Your coach has to go, Ronnie. It's the Michigan. It's Michigan week. Yeah, like come. You're, you're not making this about you. It's about Michigan. Declare after we beat their ass. Right. That like the only way you can get away with, and it's it's not different. It's not the same because uh, Zeke declared after like a heartbreaking loss, and, and it wasn't really it hadn't really turned to Michigan week yet. But you can get away with that if you go out and like absolutely kick their ass like Zeke did. But guess what? Oh, yeah. Hickman didn't <laughs> play did. well. So Hickman uh, played, but Hickman was arguably the worst player outside of Cam Brown or in the secondary in that game. So that was yeah. the problem. That was the problem. You declared, you made the week about you or your coaches let you do that. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you fall on your face and you're, where's your mind? Right. Where's like, your head at? Yeah. It's, it just, it, and it, it's hard to blame an individual player when you hear it coming down from the from top the of the top. Like, right. It's like, it's like, what are we do Like, and I'm surprised, like, I've quibbled with some things Gene Smith has done. Like, I, I'll, I'll still feel like uh, they could have stolen a national championship in 2012 if he takes mm-hmm. the bull ban in 2011, like, because that Notre Dame team sucked. And obviously, Bama was the best team that year. But guess what? It was the BCS, so you wouldn't have had to play them. Um, yeah, but, the computer would have spit the two undefeated right, teams out. <laughs> right. Which w- would have been a really, like, like 20, 2012 Ohio State Notre Dame might be, like, the the least talented national championship game, like, ever. Yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> but, yeah we could do a whole pod on, yeah. on that season and, and maybe Ohio. We will do one on Buckeye what-ifs because there's a lot. You can, yeah. You can go down – you can go all the way back to 05. What if Troy Smith didn't get – didn't he – wasn't he suspended a couple day, games? Or he, or, he, or he just, like – I just thought – I just think they didn't start him. Like, like Yeah, it was something yeah. weird. I, th- I just I, think no, that, like, think if they started – he was suspended in the spring, 
or yeah. something like that. it was something weird because I yeah I mean I was ten in two thousand five but I think the you know, two like hot like I like just looking back at the talent obviously and like looking like looking at how the season I think there's an argument you can make that the two thousand five team like when it had rounded in the form was better than two thousand six um, oh they were yeah like but like yeah if Troy Smith had like if Troy Smith had started against Texas like they probably fucking beat two thousand five Texas which like uh like. It, it, what, it was, we're getting that's before our time i mean it yeah. was a if guys who were uh in their 20s or teenagers then probably knew more you know what was going on and whatever but it's just you can go down a long line but that we're, we're going yeah we're i'll get back to the point these, yeah. we're falling into these situations where ohio state is just and they're not just stepping on their own toes. They're taking out a revolver and blowing their right. feet off. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the uh, they're doing the Jason Pierre-Paul firework. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just the, the the things they say and the moves they there's make. There's no reason and, to say that. There's no reason to say that. You don't uh, say that after losing two in a row to Michigan. I remember uh, Shea Patterson in 2019 said something after they beat Indiana leading up to that game. He said, "Oh, it's it's just another team. It's just another week." And I think Harbaugh even echoed it. And we were like, these guys are fucking nuts. They don't fucking get it. No wonder we fucking have, you know, no wonder we're whooping them every year. And now our AD is saying almost the same shit. Yeah, like I, yeah, it's like, but I, before I got all sidetracked with what if and hypotheticals, I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I've quibbled with some things Steve Smith has done, but like, I'm like, I just thought his perspective, like on the whole was like I'm very surprised to hear him say something like this, and oh yeah, I I it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now if they go out and beat Mich- Michigan this year, then we're doesn't not going to. It doesn't matter. But if this plays in, like if this if we have another year of disappointment, like it will be time to talk about like should Gene Smith hire the next coach, and uh like obviously if there's someone available who's just a no doubt or slam dunk like Mike Vrabel, then who cares who hires him? Right. But like, uh, if that's a guy who would take control of the entire program. Right. Right. But if it's going to be, have to be a search where they have to get a little bit more creative than who, like I, who, like I obviously Gene is a very good, like total, like, like we get so myopic on football and I think rightfully so in some respects, like, but, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to have Chris Holton. Right, right. That too. <laughs> that uh, yeah, that one that one's bad as well. But it, it's like we're it's getting it's getting frustrating with, with Gene after that quote, I think. But and I don't it's just like I, I just doesn't make any sense. Like who who's telling you to say that? Like who what do you gain by saying that? I just don't get it at all. Yeah, it really no. It doesn't make any sense because you're. It's not like you're the university president. You want to you shuck or not shuck blame. Uh, like push, uh, talking points. Oh, Be more positive. Like State. yeah, like it's it, not just about Ohio State, Michigan. What about our baseball team? You know? Right. No, or what about our, our? You know, Ohio State's got great our varsity, facility. our Olympics. Yeah, the Olympic the Olympic sports are great, obviously. But like yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff like stuff that I'm I'm not going to get into because I don't know all about it. And, they're just a wonderful university and they have a ton of things but it's like you're the athletic director and your your base is made every year with the football program yeah so i I, it's just it's like such a and when like the entire 
sort of window dressing, and I hope it's still more than window dressing, but the entire sort of window dressing of the program is built on the sort of lore of Tressel and Meyer and and before them Hayes of like, this is what we do here. Like we beat Michigan. Yeah. Like like I Well, you know, Woody talking just, about if if I was in Michigan, uh all those stories with Woody, if I was in Michigan, I'd push or I need a yeah. gas, I'd push my car over the border, uh uh girls he thought uh, there's a story, like spies, there's a story where, yeah, yeah, they were. She thought they were spies, and he, I want the cooks to serve my man, you yeah, know? <laughs> stuff like that. It's like that's what Ohio State in Michigan is, and and was, and always will be. And it seems like Harbaugh finally gets it. He does, and it took him a while, and it it took some soul searching for him. He made tweaks in his program, especially with the strength program. I mean, their strength program's great now it never used to be they had a bunch of you know their lines were their lines were never talentless but they they were kind of just like big guys who thought they could push people around and you know the Kyle Kalises of the world and Mm -hmm. that kind of garbage and that was more hoke but Harbaugh still had guys like that and but he he made changes and he made uh you know he fired longtime guys and he fired friends and he did shit and it's paid off and now you're you're you as a program have now lost two in a row to Michigan and in the summer leading up to the do or die like kind of breaker moment for day you're saying it's just a game yeah I like I just <laughs> it's like what it's literally like the John Cooper oh it's only one game thing like he, he said the thing like like what are we doing here? Like I don't. I, it doesn't Almost make any like sense. Almost like I'm being pranked. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's it sounds like it sounds like a shitty like parody equi- uh, like yeah, swanky. Like, it sounds like something like, like fucking swanky Wolverine would post or some bullshit. Yeah, like, like a or like a, yeah those the Photoshop guys at Ballsack Sports. Yeah, <laughs> it says the Ohio State Michigan rivalry is just one game. Okay, but that like back to what he said before is oh we were a point away from playing TCU. Well, that's too goddamn bad. Yeah, you, you failed. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's the other thing that pissed me off about this. Like, resting on your lures of almost beating UGA. Like, you can say you can you can like it's possible. You that, can take to, positives from right how they came out in the prep, and is that the way we're gonna uh, move the offense? You know, with Hartline as the OC, and you know uh, Kevin Wilson finally out to pasture. Are they gonna be that aggressive? You can take positives, but you that's still great. lost. Like you, still you lost. lost, right? Like, and like, like the thing that's like Ohio State fans, like trying to flex almost beating UGA this entire offseason is like, like, why? Like, okay, I will say the UGA fans, like, uh, like, like posting like phantom holding calls, like three months after a game that they won is really bizarre. Like, what, why are you spending your time doing that? There was a couple calls, there was a couple calls that I could come to mind. That, that or no calls, or there was like a uh, a holding on Ohio State that really wasn't. And but I mean, all I mean, in in real like reality, I thought the game was that Ohio State Georgia game was pure football back and forth. There was no like real bad calls. There was except yeah. for the fucking. It wasn't like the, for the fucking game. No, where you felt like you were cheated. Yeah, where you got the Marvin Harrison yeah. thing. Okay. You you might have thought that was roughing. It could have been called a penalty. Yeah. It wasn't. It was bad in the moment, but it was also like it, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't like a it, it like it wasn't. It also wasn't like an entire game like the Clemson game. Like there's like so much like the Fuller, the Wade, um, 
I, I, I'm sure there's shit I've buried. Um, for, but I mean, th- like the Clemson game, it felt like 60 minutes of the refs, like, like, uh, taking Just inserting import, themselves yeah. into the game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's what it really comes down to is that, like, the UGA game, like, you can take, you can take, uh, instances with specific calls, but like, sure. But it wasn't like the refs really let them play and, and were pretty balanced, I'd say. For and the if, most you're gonna, if you're going to brag about, oh, we, we almost beat Georgia, well, yeah, you blew four, two 14 point leads, right? Like, yeah, when they went up, what was it? I think it was 21 7 when CJ darted out and threw it to Marvin Harrison. I thought to myself, I didn't say anything, but I was like, we're winning this fucking game. Yeah, no, and every, like everyone thought strapped, And it was just, it, and they wasted the, the, the performance everybody had been waiting for from Stroud, even though he'd been fantastic his whole career. That was sort of like the, okay, where was this movement in the pocket and running and legs and all these different things? They wasted it. Yeah, I it it, it should have yeah. been his culmination. It, it, it's like it it's been like his crowning moment. Yeah, it's like if Warriors fans would be like, "Hey, we almost took the Cavs in Game 7. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's no. like, it's like, why are you like? I I never want to talk about. I want to talk about that game as little as humanly possible. Why are you guys trying to brag about this? Like, I yeah, and then and it's just it's just very strange because I grew up. On Jim Tressel. You know, he was hired in 2001. I was six. Yeah. So I grew up with guys who got it. You know, guys who understood. Urban fucking never lost. Never lost. Doesn't have a blemish on his record against Michigan. Yeah. uh, You know, and it's just, it's almost dumbfounding. You almost can't find the words sometimes when you, when you're watching a program go backwards. And yeah. it doesn't make any sense because you had such easy foundational well, backwards. This is, what, this is what drives me crazy. It's like it's Ryan Day in many ways has advanced the program in ways it sorely needed to be advanced. But, yeah, but like, he, but it like the slide back on the fundamental stuff, the basics is like maddening. Like it, that's what that's what drives you crazy because it's like, I mean, we would have killed. Uh, for any, like, like I, I, when we talk about this stuff, like I, I get worried that like, oh, we're giving urban too much of an out because he really didn't have a great season. I I'd say, I'd say every year after the national championship, something like he, he messed something up. Um, so yeah, so, but like, I, but, but he, he still got the go basics, back, you know, like and he never lost to Michigan. He's, he won the big 10, like base, like every I think he won the Big Ten every year except 2015 after the national championship. Like these are yeah, like, well, yeah, 2015. It was 16. They didn't win because that was. Oh the yeah, you're right. You're right. Goal. You're right. You're right. Um, but uh, I mean, they basically won it because. Oh yeah, because we Penn State up, was yeah yeah Penn State wasn't going to the playoff anyway. Like, <laughs> uh, beating Michigan, winning the Big Ten, those were like the fundamentals, like that Ohio State has been doing for 150 years, and like the slide back on that stuff. While also giving stuff like we would have killed for Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Ibuka, and whoever the third receiver is. Like the things we would have done for that during the urban era, like we were like starving for an offense this talented. Um, and for uh, and for uh, an to offense, compliment the defense, yeah, right? Like we were starving for that type of stuff, a passing attack, a modern passing attack. Like we were dying for that stuff, but like this, the the what's been so frustrating about it is like the failure to maintain the basics like i i just i i don't know how many ways i can say it but like it's just yeah i mean and, and when you thought like 
after 21 and Michigan punched them in the mouth and everybody was like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? You thought that, and it's almost like, I think the problem was, I think Brian Day and them missed the point. They did. <laughs> they yeah. just thought like, oh, Michigan bullied us. So we must get bigger and we must what? bang That's why- heads. That's why we must he bang tried our to... heads into the wall until we're silly and spinning, and 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 just constantly think about the game. I mean, Urban Meyer that's always why, about the game. That's why about the game, but but the mental, the mental was always sharper versus an Ohio State it, and Michigan team. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it wasn't about like part of it was like the physicality. They weren't they weren't physically bullied at all this year. The the like. Ryan Day took the wrong lesson. It's why in every fucking third and one, I blocked out so much stuff from from last year that I just haven't thought about in months because it would have driven me crazy. They were one but, of the worst short yardage rushing teams in well, the country. No, no, because they thought they had, they thought they could only run halfback dive every single like they were like, okay, we got out tough last year, so we have to run it up uh, in between the garden center every single time. And it's like, I mean, no. what was, what was urban's bread and butter? What did we kill teams with when we were pulling and moving Billy price and, and, and moving the guards and counters and bellies and uh, movement on the line. And just all this very creative run game that Werner and I don't know who our run game coordinator might've been Werner, just as the offensive line coach was so good at that. And urban was so good at that. And, 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 and and even though our offensive line was better and I thought they were more, more physical, they were. I mean, you, they were fine, especially – I mean, no one was really running the ball against Georgia. They had five NFL players on their uh, front four. It, but it's like you, there was no creativity, and it was – you're missing the point, Day. Your mental aspect is very, very low. That There's bad penalties. There's a lot of bad penalties last year. I mean, a lot of. I mean, G. Scott, obviously. G. Scott penalty. Stover uh, had one, too. Yeah. Um, Both like, special teams, by the yeah, way. I, I, think, I think hopefully, I think the hope you can take is that he he realized he learned the long the wrong lesson from 2021. Um, but, the, like, the problem that I'll always have with that is, like, even if Day, like, fully figures it out and wins, like, four national championships, which I, you know, I don't really anticipate, but I guess it's in the cards, like, Ohio State should not be a job where you learn on the job. Like people are like, oh, yeah, get, oh, yeah, yeah. look at look at like look at like Dabo in his third year. It's like I don't care. Clemson, Clemson's like a Clemson's Clemson. like a top twenty five ish program. Like this is Ohio fucking state. Like it, it's not a place where you can just like uh get get your internship as a, like this is like the job. Like yeah, this, that was always that's always been a strange point that people try to make. I mean, because even Saban with Bama, Bama was garbage. Yeah, before right. He got they were in disarray. Like the whole point from of like hiring... the early two thousands to when he got hired. Yeah, the whole point of hiring Day was that he could upgrade the things that had that needed to be upgraded, upgraded hold, under Urban that he could do and hold the rest. And... Right. It wasn't a total rebuild, so the whole point of oh, it's only his whatever year, like it just has never held a lot of weight to me. Um, but. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's impossible that he figures it out because I think I think it's totally possible that he does. But the fact that it, it's bad process either way, like I, whatever. Yeah, and I'm not gonna act like I was against the day hire. I thought it was yeah. You know, I, I thought it was a little. I thought it was a little strange. It, I it did surprise. It's better me than it's better than lie. like Matt Campbell. It's better than you know Matt Campbell. Yeah, but it did surprise me. I really 
don't remember who I thought was going to be the coach back then. I really don't. I remember it was like Day Campbell, and then there was like the weird names, like the like the guys who haven't coached in a while, or like the big names that they would like drag out of the mud to get them there, things like that. Uh, I, I remember. I think Fickle was on that list. Fickle was on that list, even though he had only been at Cincy, I think, a couple years by then. He has still done a good job already there. But it's just, it's very, and then Fickle, a point about Fickle is he wouldn't, if he, let's say Day completely botches it, or let's say we win an after championship this year and Day goes, I'm leaving for the NFL. Goodbye. If you Give if you offer Fickle that job and he takes it, he would not be learning on the job. He built Cincinnati into a program. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. And then you'd have Hartline and a and, and an offensive staff built to run. Yeah, I mean, and he's already <laughs> making changes in his own philosophy up at Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's not like you could say, "Oh, if Fickle came in here, we'd be back to urban crap." Well, that no, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I'm not uh, advocating for Fickle. I don't know if Fickle is even. Is yeah, even a, a better I, coach than Day. I bet Day does things way better than Fickle. I bet Fickle does things better than Day. I just, I don't know. I'm not. We're not here to discuss that. It's just, in terms of like learning on the job, he wouldn't be, and he wouldn't have been. This is Day's first time being a, a coach, except for the interim job. Right. Like, when imagine Urban if got suspended. Yeah. Imagine if Urban had like gone to Ohio State instead of Bowling Green to start his career. Like it. Like it. Yeah. It, I, yeah, I mean, Tre- I mean Trestle was Trestle won uh, championships at YSU. Right. He, he was Urban at YSU won two national years. championships at an SEC school before he came here. Like, like right. it just it does, like the the learning on the job thing just doesn't pass the sniff test. I I'm pretty like uh, I gotta get going, but uh, I, yeah. I think I think I think we covered most of it today. All right, cool. You want uh, you want to sign off or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, glad to glad to be talking today. I don't know why I lost my words. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glad to be talking today. You could uh, find me. My ad is uh, JRAM, not the goat on Twitter. Um, uh, I'll be talking shit about Ohio State until the season starts, and you know I can't wait. And I, I hope I hope I hope it's a season to remember. I hope it's not the. I don't like the downtrodden nature that people are kind of going into this year as like oh. You know, we might lose. I mean, I, I might I fall into that sometimes, but I, I get into the wallowing because of how it ended again with Michigan and how iffy he looked. And I know Penn State will be good. I know Wisconsin will be tough, but it's like I know Notre Dame got Sam Hartman. But come on, if we yeah. lose Notre Dame, then we really are fucked. Yeah, no, uh, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, yeah, it's fun to be doing one of these. We'll have John back soon, I'm sure. Uh and yeah, no promises on consistency throughout the summer, but we're trying, trying to do more. And uh, yeah, looking forward to football season. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, see you next time. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.